Good morning. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, dearie me. Well, start again. Well, well, well. It is Saturday. And we all love Saturdays, don't we? Saturday is a good day. No work, no school. Oh, and just the first day of the weekend. And you know you've got another day tomorrow. Oh, lovely. Did you sleep in? Mm, I didn't, obviously. <laughs> but because it's the weekend, we've already given you the scavenger hunt to play around with. You've already got the eight questions of the quiz. So you've got until, to, uh, well, tonight to get those into me, the correct answers. Um, but I'm going to give you another couple of things to do, little experiments that we can uh, try. What do you think? Yeah, why not? <laughs> now, okie dokie. First of all, I have to say that um, when I was thinking, when I was trying to think of different things that I could put the logo on um, and like hats and gloves, uh, gloves, no, hats and cups and things like that, um, that I asked for suggestions. And Lil I said that Lily's mummy sent me a message saying, um, suggesting bookmarks, which I thought was an amazing idea. So I sent off for a bookmark, got my logo put on it, and I'm waiting for it to be delivered so I can see whether I like it. However, and, and I praised Lily's mummy. <laughs> However, Lily's mummy sent me a message yesterday saying that actually it was all Lily's idea, not hers. So well done, Lily, because apparently she brings home a book every week from school and they, she reads it during the week. And she would like to be able to put something there to save her place. Well, um, now you would be able to do it. So well done for that amazing suggestion. Um, we will wait and see what the bookmarks are like when they arrive um right okie dokie doodles i'm going to do the impossible question first um and then we will have a look at the two experiments that we've got for you and see hopefully they're things that you've got lying around the house um because they're just normal household things but we have tried these and they're very good. So, first of all, the impossible question. And it comes from Francesca. So, Francesca, you wanted to know why a plant's green. Well, um, most plants are green, aren't they? You're right. So, first of all, it is a both possible and impossible to answer question. So let's start with the possible part. We see plants and everything else because light bounces off them towards our eyes. Sunlight is a mixture of all the colours of the rainbow. All these colours hit a plant, but not all of them bounce off again. 
Some of them are absorbed, soaked up by chemicals called pigments. Most plants contain a pigment called chlorophyll, which soaks up blue and red light, but reflects green. If only green light bounces off a plant towards our eyes, we see the leaf as green. Now for the impossible part of the question. Why do leaves bounce away green light in the first place? Well, leaves use the light they soak up to make food for the plant. So why not have black leaves that absorb every colour? Some scientists think it's by accident because the ancestor of all plants happened to be green. Other scientists think that it's not just an accident and that bouncing away green light actually helps plants. Have you noticed how black surfaces get hotter than white ones on a sunny day? If a plant soaked up all the colours in sunlight, it might overheat or become damaged, like our skin gets sunburned. But we'll never know for sure. But imagine if you could avoid slapping on sunscreen ever again just by becoming green. Would you? Mm, I don't know whether I would or not. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so um, now I have got a impossible question that I want to ask. Ooh, my impossible question is, where do new ideas come from? Because everybody's always thinking of new ideas, aren't they? Well, why do we? So sometimes I always get my ideas in the best ideas in the middle of the night. I wake up and think, oh, that would be a good idea. So sometimes you're strolling along or staring out of the window when your brain lights up with a brilliant idea. Where do these brain waves come from? If you knew, perhaps you could pluck new ideas from your head when you really need them. Like on a rainy day at school when your mind feels as blank as the page in front of you. The bad news is... There is no map to help you find new ideas. The good news is you don't need one. New ideas aren't really that new at all. Your brain is just selecting some of the things you've already learned, seen, thought and experienced and combining them in a new way. Even Isaac Newton, whose new ideas included gravity, pointed out that he was using the ideas and discoveries of the past. He described this as standing on the shoulders of giants. So, where do we find some giants to stand on? Reading, learning, experimenting and playing are all ways to stuff your brain 
with raw material, which your imagination can then connect in new ways. The second trick is avoid trying too hard to make these connections. Many people find that when they are trying to be creative, their minds go blank. Researchers found that new ideas often come when we're doing something or nothing that lets our minds wander freely. And that is true because when I'm sleeping, I get my new, my best ideas. And sometimes, because I'm writing a book, sometimes I think, oh, I need to finish this chapter. But then nothing comes and I can't do it. But then, say, the next day, I'll be in the shower or something and I'll think, oh, I know what I want to write next. So amazing. With time and space, your brain might just decide to try out a new unexpected pathway between two things that weren't previously connected. These leaps of imagination are the source of new ideas and they're impossible to predict. Try a version of this famous experiment yourself. Choose a random object from your house, such as, I don't know, a clothes hanger or a fork, say. Give yourself two minutes to list as many uses, uses for it as you can think of. Then take a break. Do something relaxing that lets your mind wander such as walking outside or staring out of a window. Try the task again and see if your relaxed brain has come up with new ideas. Sounds good to me, don't, doesn't it to you? I think so. So, there we go. <laughs> um... Right. Do you know what? I'm going to very, very, very quickly um, read, do this particular uh, question. OK, um, because it's come from Audrey and it's actually a really, really good one. So I'm very sorry that I'm doing three questions today. Um, but this one is such a good one. It says, why can't I just eat my favourite foods? Um, I think quite a lot of children would like to know the answer to this one. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could eat chocolate, cheese or chips all day long? If every breakfast was pizza and every snack an ice cream sundae? Unfortunately, for most people, eating only their favourite food would be a recipe for disaster. It all comes down to the reason we eat in the first place, to get hold of the ingredients essential for building a body. They include around 25 different elements, from carbon and calcium to tiny but important traces of iron and zinc. These elements combine in different ways to form millions of chemicals and structures which work together to make you. 
Your body can assemble some of these chemicals itself, but others known as nutrients must be eaten ready-made. In order for our bodies to keep working properly, we need to top up on nutrients constantly. Some are easy to get hold of. For example, a plate of chips is packed with carbohydrates made from carbon, hydrogen and oxygen, plus sodium and chloride if you sprinkle on some salt. But we don't just need those five ingredients. We need all 25. The best way to make sure you get hold of all the elements and nutrients you need is by eating a rainbow of different foods. This includes fruit, vegetables, lentils or beans, nuts and whole grains such as brown bread and brown rice. So, Audrey, that is why you cannot just eat your favourite foods. <laughs> so there. Um, I have to say at this point that my daughter has a friend at school uh, who just eats chips. She eats chicken nuggets and chips constantly. Uh, so, yeah, that is not a good idea and it's not going to do her body the world of good. So you do need to eat a whole variety of food, even things you don't like. <laughs> so very, very sorry that we had quite a lot of chatting there. Um, doing three impossible questions. But, Lily, we were going to answer your impossible question tomorrow, okay? Um, so what day is it today, apart from being Saturday? It is uh, National Quiche Lorraine Day. I love quiche. Um, I could eat that all the time, but I can't because um, it's bad for you all the time. <laughs> um it's national rescue dog day so how many of you have got a rescue dog it's very or a rescue cat even um i have had a rescue cat i haven't had a rescue dog um but uh it's world bee day so all those beautiful honeybees national learn to swim day can you all swim um well if you can't Go and see if you can get swimming lessons today. Um, it's very, very important that you learn to swim. It's one of the most important things, um, especially if, like me, you live near a beach. Um, National Pick Strawberries Day. I would pick strawberries all day long if I could. Um, and also plant a lemon tree day. Wow. We have um, an apple tree that we planted not long ago and we planted raspberry and blueberry bushes, I think. Um, uh, but we haven't planted a lemon tree. Maybe we should. So um, I'm going to do uh, the very quickly the experiments and then I'm going to read the story okay so first of all the experiment to move water with a fire ah oh! so you need a small plate a little drop of food coloring 
you don't need the food colouring but it just makes it easier to see a tea light candle or a birthday candle and some you know sticky tack like blue tack or something um matches an empty jam jar and an adult helper so you pour some water onto the plate and mix in a few drops of food colouring. Stand the candle in the middle of the plate using sticky tack to balance it if necessary. Ask your adult helper to carefully light the candle. Then ask your adult to turn the jar upside down and place it over the lit candle that's in the middle of the water and watch what happens. What do you think sh should happen? Well, you should find that after a few seconds, the candle goes out and the water is sucked inside the jar. Wowzers. And it does happen because we've tried it. The fire was extinguished because the candle used up some of the oxygen inside the jar as it burnt. Carbon dioxide was also produced, which helped to extinguish the fire. While the fire was alight, the air inside the jar became warm and expanded, took up more space. When the candle went out, the air contracted or got smaller and the water was drawn inside to take the space of the contracting air. It looks amazing when it does it. It really does. Especially if you've got the food colouring in so you can see better. <sighs> so awesome. My kids were very, very impressed. Now this next one is called a blind taste test. Okay, you're going to trick some taste buds. So you need a friend or family member, <laughs> a blindfold and slices of apple, onion and Brussels sprouts. OK. What you do is you blindfold your friend or family member. Please ask them first. Don't just go up to them and blindfold them. They won't like it. Just ask them nicely first if you can. Also ask them to hold their nose. Feed them small slices of food and see if they can tell which is which. Now you should find, and again we have tried it, um, my son thought this was an amazing experiment, um, you should find that they should find it hard to tell the difference. This is because most of the flavour of our food comes from its aroma or smell. Block your nose and you get no aroma information. So a lot of food tastes the same. Now, try the experiment again, but instead of holding their nose, hold a cotton wool ball soaked in peppermint oil just near their face. Everything will taste of peppermint, even though they're only smelling and not eating the peppermint oil. How awesome is that? You get Brussels sprouts to smell 
of peppermint oil and they would taste of peppermint. How awesome. What a magnificent way to get your children to eat <laughs> vegetables. So there you go. Two experiments to try this weekend. Um, let me know how you get on. Hmm. Now, we are going to read Horrid Henry, the next chapters of Horrid Henry and the Demon Dinner Lady. Ooh, let's see where we were. Uh, da, da, da. I've just got to see. I think we were on chapter five. So I think we're going to do chapters at least five and six, possibly seven as well. We'll see. Chapter five. Why didn't you warn me about her, Ralph? demanded Henry. Rude Ralph shrugged. Wouldn't have done any good. She's unstoppable. We'll see about that, thought Henry. He glared at Greta. No way would greasy Greta grab his food again. On Tuesday, Greta snatched Henry's donut. On Wednesday, Greta snatched Henry's cake. <gasps> On Thursday, Greta snatched Henry's biscuits. On Friday, as usual, Horrid Henry persuaded anxious Andrew to swap his crisps for Henry's granola bar. He persuaded Kung Fu Kate to swap her chocolates for Henry's raisins. He persuaded Beefy Bert to swap his biscuits for Henry's carrots. But what was the use of being such a brilliant food trader, thought Henry miserably, if greasy Greta just swooped and snaffled his hard-won treats. Henry tried hiding his desserts. He tried eating his desserts secretly. He tried tugging them back. But it was no use. The moment he snatched, snapped open his lunchbox, snatch! Greasy Greta grabbed the goodies. Something had to be done. Chapter 6 Mum, complained Henry, there's a demon dinner lady at school snatching our sweets. That's nice, Henry, said Mum, reading her newspaper. Dad, complained Henry, there's a demon dinner lady at school snatching our sweets. Good, said Dad, you eat too many sweets. We're not allowed to bring sweets to school, Henry, said Perfect Peter. But it's not fair, squealed Henry, she takes crisps too. If you don't like it, go back to school dinners, said Dad. No, howled Henry, I hate school dinners. Watery gravy with 
bits, lumpy surprise with lumps, gristly glop with globules, food with its own life slopping about on his tray. No, horrid Henry couldn't face it. He'd fought so hard for a packed lunch, even a packed lunch like the one Dad made, fortified with eight essential minerals and vitamins, was better than going back to school dinners. He could, of course, just eat healthy foods. Greta never snatched those. Henry imagined his lunchbox groaning with alfalfa sprouts on wholemeal brown bread, studded with chewy bits. <coughs> Torture! He had to keep his packed lunch. He had to stop Greta. He just had to. And then Henry had a brilliant, spectacular idea. It was so brilliant that for a moment he could hardly believe he'd thought of it. Oh boy, Greta, thought Henry gleefully. Are you going to be sorry you messed with me? Chapter 7, which was the, is the final chapter. Lunchtime. Horrid Henry sat with his lunchbox unopened. Rude Ralph was armed and ready beside him. Now where was Greta? Thump! 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 The floor shook as the demon dinner lady started her food patrol. Horrid Henry waited until she was almost behind him. Snap! He opened his lunchbox. Snatch! The familiar greasy hand shot out, grabbed Henry's biscuits and shoveled them into her mouth. Her terrible teeth began to chomp. And then... Eow! Ah! A terrible scream echoed through the packed lunchroom. Greasy Greta turned purple, then pink, and then bright red. Yow! she howled. I need to cool down. Give me that, she screeched, snatching rude Ralph's doughnut and stuffing it in her mouth. She choked. I'm on fire! Water! Water! She grabbed a pitcher of water, poured it on top of herself, then ran howling down the aisle and out the door. For a moment, there was silence. Then the entire packed lunchroom started clapping and cheering. Wow, Henry, said Greedy Graham. What did you do to her? Nothing, said Horrid Henry. She just 
tried my special recipe. Hot chilli powder biscuits, anyone? <laughs> oh dear me, that was not good. <laughs> what, would you fancy hot chilli powder biscuits? I don't think so, would you? I ooh, I don't like just tiny, you know, very mild chilli. So I would not like it. Any old how. So we have got, um, we had lots of impossible questions today. Uh, tomorrow will be your turn, Lily. About blinking, blinking, blinking. Um, and... Uh, we had two experiments. So go see if you can do those experiments and see if you get the same results we did. And good luck to everybody who is, who is, who are making my biscuits, my magical biscuits. And tell me what shapes you, you make and how they turn out and whether you've kept them plain or sprinkles or um, any other kind of decoration just let me know all about them and tell me whether you've planted a lemon tree <laughs> I might plant a lemon a couple of lemon seeds pips and see whether they grow you never know because they do tend to grow but they they have like a lovely citrusy smell and you put them in the bathroom once they start to grow and it smells lovely or in the kitchen anyway i'm gonna go i'm gonna stop yakking and i'm gonna go now <laughs> um i don't know what we're going to do today but i'm sure that it's going to be fun um so you all have the best day ever and i will see you all again tomorrow and i will um uh yeah make sure you take care and stay safe I'm going mad i think i am um and i'll see you all again tomorrow bye for now